shines her light with an unapologetic force, brightening up any room she walks into. With her radiant energy pouring out of her heart, shining through the depths of her eyes, fully comfortable within her skin with full acceptance of her perfect imperfections. She acknowledges her compassion as her strength, her ability to feel for others deeply. She wears her heart upon her sleeve, openly and vulnerably expressing her love. Not afraid of breaking into a thousand tiny pieces, knowing that she will be able to piece herself back together no matter what happens, no matter who leaves her life. No matter what tragedies occur, no matter what mistakes she's made, she will always return back to the truest nature of herself, to her purest expression of a Shakti. Wisdom embodied in her decisions, humbleness present in her actions, awareness within her reflections, silently working on her inner world and hope to bring the macrocosm into a space of peace. She guides others to step into their own power, knowing that her strength is made in numbers, supporting those who follow their truth, aware that beauty shines from the inside out, reflecting back into the eye of the beholder. She cares deeply. She loves fully. She listens intently. She expresses her emotions in all of their forms, intrinsically connected to nature and all of her cycles. In alignment with the moon, moving with the seasons, she rises and she falls, always to pick herself back up again. Even without the support that she needs from the outside, she is eternally guided by her intuition, led by her inner light consciously allowing herself to return home no matter how far she strays from the path always coming back home to love always coming back home to herself eternally returning back to her shakti state This is why so many women are having troubles with their sensuality and their sexuality because they're not allowing themselves to relax the yin energy and fall into this receptive feminine space. So yin, the feminine, is receptivity, is feeling, emotion, sensuality. And until you're relaxed, you can't actually allow yourself to receive or feel pleasure as a woman. Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this podcast, I will be interviewing inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler. It is my intention that you too will feel inspired to follow your life purpose. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. If it is your first time listening, then welcome. It's good to have you here. If you've already been here before, then welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
So the way I like to start my episodes is to just talk a little bit about what's going on with me lately so I can share a little bit about myself so you get to know who this person, this host is of the podcast and then we'll dive into the episode. So a lot has changed since the last time I was on air so to say. I have officially moved into my new place and I have been home to the UK and I hadn't been back for about 10 months. So yeah, there's been lots of changes in a very, very short space of time. If you're wondering why I'm in my new home, then maybe listen to my last episode, my last solo episode that I did. And yeah, I'm really surprised how quickly and how fluidly everything unfolded with this new place. And I think this is when you know when you're in true alignment, when everything is just falling into place with ease and grace, there's no stress, there's no panicking, it's just super, super magical and I feel really blessed because I have this place that I'm in until the date that I exactly need until I then go to Australia and Bali. So it's just uh, so perfect and it's interesting because I live now with three German guys, which definitely wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, I would have preferred to just live, okay, by myself, ideally, but you know, it's more, it's easier to live with uh, someone else financially. So I thought, okay, I'll live with like a woman, just one other woman. And <laughs> the universe gave me three German men. Um, but you know what? They are so, so wonderful. And they're all basically my age. So they're all like 24. And they're super, super chilled guys, and I'm really impressed because I thought, oh god, living with three guys, the house is gonna be like disgusting and dirty, but it's so fucking clean. Like, I don't know, I swear I've never lived somewhere so clean. Like, it's just, it blows my mind because I had such terrible experiences at university living in student halls and no joke, our kitchen at some point, I'm sure was inhumane, it was that vile. Um, so it's really beautiful to live in a really nice clean home and they're always vacuuming and, and mopping the floor and, and cleaning a lot. I'm like, wow, these dudes are cleaner than I am. It's, it's really cool. And um, yeah, they're all carpenters. So they're all like building all this cool furniture around the flat. They've built themselves these kind of like, kind of like bunk beds um, or like these beds just below the ceiling because there's really, really high ceilings in our new place. And yeah, it's, it's nice to be around these creative guys and they're super chilled and all of their food and stuff that they have is like organic and they cook group meals. Like they made a, vil- a vegan chili con carne the, the other night and even though I teach in the evening so I'm never there, they left me some and yeah, it's a really, really cool situation to be in and it's also nice to be around a little bit of masculine energy too. I mean like you know, not in any sexual way at all, I think, I think they all have girlfriends, and, you know, it's really not about that, but just the presence of the masculine is, is really nice, really nice and grounding to be around, especially as such a airy, floaty <laughs> person, so yeah, that is my new home situation, and I feel super, super good here, I'm now in the city center, I can, I can bike everywhere super easily, back and forth to classes, which is just great, And yeah, I went back home to the UK, as I mentioned, and got to see a lot of family, which was so beautiful, but also kind of exhausting at the same time. Like, 
seeing multiple different people a day was it was a lot but I got to catch up with one of my really good friends Grace who is also a yoga teacher and it's really beautiful because we know each other from high school but we didn't really know each other in high school we just knew of each other but never really connected but it was only when I moved out of the UK that we connected via Instagram because Grace was also following a super similar path to myself so yeah every time I go home now Grace and I connect and it was beautiful we had a little we met on the full moon and we had a full moon ritual cooked amazing food together and then we did cards and oh it was just so so powerful and I'm just so grateful to have Grace in my life because yeah it's nice to go home and have that one person you really really resonate with and connect with I think was was super cool and the reason that I'm on the pod today is that I wanted to talk about this topic of goddess energy divine feminine energy it's something that is really prominent and present within the work that I do and I just wanted to dive into that and just open this conversation because I think there's many misconceptions or yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on out there in in this world and I think I would just like to talk about it from the tantric lens and the through the philosophy that I am following and yeah I I just had on the weekend my Shakti awakening workshop which was a rerun and oh my goodness it was just so powerful so beautiful there was 15 women who came and they were just all so in sync like it just it literally blows my mind every single time how such a large group of women can all be so connected and just on the same vibe and everyone understands each other at a deep level and it's just it's profound so I just feel so blessed to be able to do this work and yeah so it was Shakti awakening so the whole intention was that we awaken this divine feminine goddess energy so I'd love to talk a little bit about what that really means and what that is so as women we will naturally typically have a lot more feminine energy within us than say a man would however this is this does not mean that men don't also have the feminine energy we 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 both have both energies present within us but typically a feminine woman will have more feminine energy and, and less masculine energy and masculine men will have more masculine energy and less feminine energy is kind of uh, intuitive, right? But you know, there will be occasions when a woman is more in her masculine and have less feminine and when a man is more in his feminine and have less masculine, like both, both, it works both ways. So when I speak about the rising of the feminine energy, I'm not just talking about from females. I think guys too, it's important for them to get in touch with the Shakti energy as well so they can become more in tune and in connection with their emotions and their creativity and the fluidity within their lives. But because I'm not a man, um, I don't identify as a man, I don't think that's my work I think this is the role for someone else to be doing which is why I just host workshops mainly for women but with that being said in a couple of weeks I am teaming up with my friend Mars she's from Mexico and uh, Mars does work with men as well and you know we're gonna do a workshop together it's it's gonna be on the new moon and she's like you know like I think we need to have men there as well like 
oh no <laughs> like don't get me wrong I love men <clears throat> I love the masculine energy but um to work within such a sacred set- setting I don't feel as comfortable because I feel like maybe then women won't allow themselves to be as vulnerable and then I've had some experiences when I have allowed men in circles before and they've kind of like dominated the energy um but you know what I was just like okay fuck it like let's do it we'll see how it goes and I actually have a really good feeling about this but in general I mainly work with women so I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent here because you know Gemini mind in several different places at once so coming back to the feminine the shakti energy from the tantric lens the tantric philosophy so with tantra this is one of the oldest oldest philosophies well i would say mm, i wouldn't really call it a religion but I, i think it would be more of a philosophy a way of life and this is where yoga came from was tantra this is where the chakra system came from the seven energy centers within the body so it's a very very ancient tradition and it basically views everything in life as sacred so whether that's eating meditating love making breathing every single act is sacred and it's one of the only philosophies that tells you you should embrace all of life and you should not restrict yourself you should find the sacredness in every single thing whereas in other more traditional i don't know religions or theologies kind of suggest aestheticism where you should leave out certain things or like you know leave out certain foods or uh love making like be celibate in order to reach the divine but tantra says no like do everything and do it with divinity and full presence and then you will reach the divine so yeah it's a very integrative approach and i think that's why it's making a huge uh i don't want to say comeback but i think that's why many many people are resonating with it a lot more today and i just like to make a brief little uh, explanation so in traditional tantra this is the whole philosophy of every act is sacred and the, the, the goal or the intention is to merge with divinity so you surpass the male and female energies to achieve enlightenment but there is also neo-tantra which i think most people is what most people think of when they think of tantra but it's actually very different so neo-tantra is just focusing on sexuality which is what most people know tantra to be which is what we mainly made it within the west but in traditional tantra in which i study the lineage that i'm working with is every single act is sacred and it's not just about sex although it is included but it's not everything if that makes sense so that's just a little brief um, background there so what i really love about tantra is it's one of the only i think even possibly the only surviving tradition that honors the divine feminine fully like in tantra every woman is an embodiment of shakti the divine feminine goddess energy how fucking cool is that especially because you know a lot of other religions that we have today and i don't want to you know name and shame but the feminine is very very suppressed and yeah in tantra she is fully embraced which is just so beautiful 
And it's also nice because the masculine is also fully embraced as Shiva, who's divine masculine, the supreme consciousness. And the way that you can look at it as Shakti is the creation energy. She's a dynamic moving force in all of creation. And Shiva is observing this creation. So he's like, yeah, supreme cosmic consciousness. So you can think of Shakti as the wave in the ocean and Shiva is the surfer riding the wave, observing everything, which is so beautiful. So they're both in this cosmic dance with one another. And this is very important within Tantra to have polarity within life. So polarity between the feminine and the masculine energies. And yeah, so this is kind of what I want to bring in today is that within Western society, there's a huge, huge imbalance between the feminine and masculine energies, partly because the feminine has been greatly suppressed over time, over thousands of years of history. And we're trying to bring it back in toxic ways, I would say. And maybe what I'm going to say is a little bit controversial, but this is what I've kind of read and heard and observed from you know different materials and sources that the feminism or a large part of the feminism that we have on the planet right now is not actually serving the feminine the divine feminine energy because right now with the movement of feminism we're trying to become like men we're trying to gain yeah equal status in the wrong ways like yes men and women are equal but we're very very different energetically and we're trying to get equality energetically so for example the masculine I guess I should stop saying men and women and just say feminine and masculine because like I said it can be vice versa like guys can be feminine and women can be masculine but the masculine energy is very, very focused, very logical, hardworking, driven, goal orientated, like providing, supporting. And feminine energy is nurturing, it's slow, it's yin, it's passive, it's emotional, it's intuitive, it's caring about others and community and supporting. So these are very very different energies they're very opposing energies and i think in society today women often yeah women are trying to match this energy of the masculine like okay i'm gonna you know get into my ceo vibes whilst also having a relationship whilst also raising kids and whilst also doing everything else in a social life and blah 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 and it's just too much for the feminine and I am not at all saying that women should not be CEOs because fuck yeah we should I think we'd have a lot more eco-friendly businesses (laughs) no I shouldn't be so sexist here because I'm not but I think you know the environmental status of businesses would be a lot more earth-friendly if more women were involved in and higher decisions um But what I'm trying to say is we're trying to match this pace of the masculine whilst also having all of these other duties and responsibilities. And this is why, like, women are getting burnt out. Like, this is why so many women are having troubles with their sensuality and their sexuality because they're not allowing themselves to relax the yin energy and fall into this receptive feminine space. 
So yin, the feminine, is receptivity, is feeling, emotion, sensuality. And until you're relaxed, you can't actually allow yourself to receive or feel pleasure as a woman. Like if you're on edge, if you've got like so many different tabs open on your mental computer, it is going to be very, very hard to switch off, let go and receive, which is the true essence of the feminine. So yeah, in terms of feminism today, trying to get onto the same energy wave as as men, as a masculine, is more destructive. And maybe I haven't explained it so well in here, maybe this will be a bit triggering for certain people, but I can just suggest, hey, like look into it, see energetically what resonates with you because yeah all of this I've been learning on my tantra course and I also found certain aspects really triggering but when I think about it and reflect upon it it makes a lot of sense so yes basically I'm all for feminism like men and women being equal but just embracing the idea that energetically we're super super different and that is our power so for example a Shakti example would be instead of going to the office in like some suit and trying to be more, yeah, in your masculine and domineering, like, I don't know, go into your office with all of your juiciness and your bubbly personality and just allowing yourself to express yourself creatively and not hold back parts of who you are because you want to fit into the masculine lens because the masculine needs the feminine as much as the feminine needs the masculine. So yeah, I hope that makes sense. And like I said, I definitely cannot explain this as well as my amazing Tantra teachers did. But hopefully, as I become more and more informed, and I learn more and more, then over time, I'll be able to develop uh, better explanations of this. So Shakti, Shakti, goddess energy. I've mentioned a few things already. She's yin, she's receptive, but she is the creative force of the universe. She creates all things. And we hold this power as women within the womb space, right? Not necessarily just to create a human, but also to birth our ideas and our manifestations. So how do we birth our ideas and our manifestations? Well, it's allowing us also to tap into this deep, deep intuition that we have naturally as women. As women, we're so connected to nature and to ourselves and to the cycles and seasons and the moons and the planets and the stars. And it's all very, very cosmic. And we shut ourselves down from this energy by, again, trying to be more in the masculine mode, focusing on work and our projects and being busy and filling up our schedules, but really to tap into more of our Shakti intuitive nature, we need to be slowing things down a little bit in the schedule, working hard, yes, but giving ourselves time for rest too, and giving ourselves time for play and pleasure and just having fun and letting go and getting creative and, and doing art and dancing and hanging out with your girlfriends and cooking and just doing anything which involves creation energy creativity and yeah this is so so important to enter into the goddess state goddess energy goddess vibes so my suggestion for you if you are wanting to awaken this more feminine energy is to do something creative that 
takes you out of your head and brings you fully into your body. So maybe for you that's a yoga class or maybe dancing. I've been going ecstatic dancing recently as I've mentioned a few times on the podcast and I really really feel like this has been deeply deeply healing for me and my feminine because ironically at my tantra teacher training the main tantra teacher Adina kept referring to me as someone who's very in their masculine energy and I'm like what (laughs) I don't get it like I was I think I'm pretty feminine um and yeah outwardly I'm pretty feminine but energetically I'm very much in my masculine maybe that's because I was raised by a single mother and I guess since being in Germany, I've learned to be very, very assertive and very clear on what I want and when I want it and how I want things and, and which is all like beautiful, all very important, but there also needs to be this element of surrender as well, the ability to fully trust in the masculine, to let go and allow yourself to be led this more beautiful receptivity rather than wanting to take charge and control all of the time and I guess teaching yoga this is more of a masculine energy role even though it doesn't seem like intuitively but when I teach yoga I'm fully within my masculine energy because I'm there leading and guiding the class again which is very masculine and yeah I don't know I can definitely see it within me now that it's been highlighted so It's important for me to be able to get out of my masculine, especially because I run my own business, I'm self-employed. Again, this is very, very masculine energy, like being focused on goals and driven. So in order to tap into my feminine, I need to be able to drop all of that, all of that at the end of the day and just come back home to my true Shakti self. So embodiment is so important. Like I said, ecstatic dancing, if there's anything nearby you, I can highly, highly recommend going because just, yeah, getting out of the head, feeling into your body, you can literally move however you want to. My body likes to move quite sensually, which I feel has been healing my sacral chakra, which is the second chakra, which governs our, yeah, our sensuality, our creativity, our sexuality linked to the womb space and I know a lot of women definitely have blockages within this area from traumas and past life traumas and everything that's going on today so yeah for me dancing has just been so next level and I'm actually so addicted now and I just can't stop dancing around my room and (laughs) when I'm cooking and I've actually find it hard to get tasks done now if I'm playing music because I'm just I just dance and I stop everything which also you know, needs to be balanced, but yeah, find something for you that fully brings you into your body, and hey, maybe that's a sport, maybe that's running around playing football as well, you know what I mean, like you're still in the body and not so much in the head, so yeah, see what works best, I can also recommend getting creative, so whether you like to write poetry like I do, as you will have heard at the beginning of the podcast, I wrote a little poem about who is Shakti. Maybe you like to write stories or maybe you like to paint or collage or draw or just creating DIY little homemade products. Just anything which allows you to tap 
into this creation energy. Shakti is creation. She created the universe and all things within it. So allowing us to tune into this energy is going to bring us into that resonance of the feminine where we're literally birthing something out of nothing, which is just pure, pure magic and also at the very core of our beings, our ability to do this. So yeah, embodiment, getting creative. And now I'm going to bring in maybe a little triggering topic of our sensuality so i'm speaking more to women here now and that is really beginning to love and honor our bodies as the divine feminine so what i like to do is when i get out of the shower with some coconut oil or moisturizer and rather than just slapping it on my body and there we go i'm done i really like to make this like a sacred act where I'm like really massaging the oil into my skin as if I were a goddess, as if I were massaging the legs of a goddess and just really applying it over my body, bringing full appreciation to my body, full gratitude for all that it allows me to do. And then I recommend doing this looking in the mirror and honoring your body, looking at all of its beauty, as I mentioned in my poem, all of its perfect imperfections and just starting to fully appreciate this physical vessel that you have here whilst you're on earth. I think we spend can spend so much time criticizing our bodies. And then when we look back when we're older, we'll be like, what what was I on about? Like, oh, it was so beautiful. Let's just, let's not wait until we're old, gray and 80. Let's love our bodies now for all of their shapes, all of their sizes, everything far and in between. Let's just embrace ourselves fully and acknowledge that every woman's body is different and every woman's body is beautiful so yeah massaging the oil in the mirror what i've been reading a lot lately is a lot of um women's books on sexuality again from a tantric lens and they talk a lot about how the breasts are like the gateway to the heart and how it's often how in lovemaking or in soft pleasure we can just forget the breast and go straight to the yoni, sacred space, the vulva, the vagina, when actually the breasts need to be fully acknowledged and appreciated because there's this energetic line that runs from the breast and down into the yoni and the line needs to be first stimulated from the breast. So I can really, really recommend that you give yourself a breast massage again you can use a coconut oil or some kind of natural oil and just really begin to tune into the energy that your breasts hold and just really massaging them appreciating them and just yeah acknowledging their power and and this can really help you to fall in love with your breasts like again no matter what shape or what size they are and just knowing that they yeah, they hold so much power in opening the gateway to your heart, your energetic heart space. And it's just super, super beautiful. And then you can notice all of the sensations that it may bring you in your yoni area or anywhere else within the body. And I can really recommend just really, yeah, just massaging your whole body and your self-pleasure practice as well. 
you know, really acknowledging your thighs and your stomach and your hips and just any other places you wouldn't typically go to, bring your awareness there because again, this helps us come into full embodiment, honoring our feminine figures, awakening that goddess energy is just so, so powerful. So I'll move on to another point about how we can access our goddess energy. And I believe that this is through the art of ritual. So Shakti, she's creation as we know. And how do we create? We create through the power of our intention. So just being super, super mindful about the intentions that we hold throughout the day. And you can get really creative with this. So what is always nice to do, I think, is to set up a sacred space within your room. Maybe you have a little altar, maybe with a oracle card on there, maybe a goddess figure, maybe some candles or some crystals or whatever you want to decorate your altar with. And just allow this space to be your place of worship, you could say, where maybe you do a little meditation practice in front of your altar, light a candle. This can be where you do little rituals, where you set intentions. It's always beautiful to set intentions with a new moon of what you want to bring in and what energies you want to welcome into your life. And then you can use that altar as your, yeah, your station of creation power where you hold the energy of your intention at that altar. And this again is, yeah, is tapping into our primal roots of this creative force that we all hold. And I think it's so, so beautiful to be able to have that as a part of your daily practice or daily ritual. And again, this is something that men can do too. Have your little altar space, honoring the feminine within you also. This is super, super important. And then I would say I'm moving on to one of the last points of tapping into goddess feminine energy is taking time to rest, relax, and slow down because as creative and active as we can be it's also important that we give ourselves a space to unwind and fall into deep relaxation because as i mentioned this is how we experience our internal world we can't be in tune with our intuition and connected if we're in the head if we've got too many projects on if we're so distracted that we just can't relax so when you allow yourself to drop into that calm state maybe it's taking a hot bath Maybe it's reading in bed or having a nice hot cup of tea or going to yin yoga or meditating. This is when we're so in tune with ourselves and I find this happens to me a lot. Like, Especially when I'm meditating, this is when poetry comes to me and it was actually kind of annoying in my tantra course because every time we had to meditate, a poem would be channeled through my brain. I'm like, really? I'm trying to meditate here. Can you stop? But actually, this is when the channel was open because I finally allowed myself to quiet my mind. So then, of course, all of the creativity, the ideas, the inspiration flows through. So just, yeah, really allowing yourself to quiet down and and be calm and embrace that beautiful, relaxed, receptive, feminine space. So... Those are the tips that I have for you on how you can awaken your own goddess energy. And oh, I'll check a little last one in as well is as women, it's really, really important to connect in sisterhood and being around other women who are also within their feminine and 
and meeting art and really taking sisterhood seriously. So what I mean by that is actually it being a real sisterhood where you support one another, there's no judgment, there's no shaming. You provide this safe space for you to be both vulnerable and accepting and you don't talk about each other behind each other's backs. It's just, yeah, you know, it's it's how it's how we need to be and we're very very far away from that in our society but I know it's definitely coming back and I feel it and I experience it and I know other women who are also leading such groups and it's it's just so beautiful that it's returning so as women important to yeah spend time with other women get creative I don't know make some food together or just have a nice gossip and go dancing or go singing or whatever just yeah being around women is gonna always hold you to your goddess energy and I always feel so lit up when I'm around my sisters like oh my heart just feels so open when I'm around these women like I, I can't even explain to you how much they mean to me and even for guys wanting to tap into their feminine go and spend time with women go to a yoga class where there's typically a lot of women and just being around that feminine energy will inspire you it will connect you to your own shakti within you too so now i'll try and do a little wrap up of the tips and and these are just yeah just allow them to flow through me i haven't written anything down or prepared this so i'll see if i can remember okay so number one embodiment getting in the body going dancing doing yoga something physical Number two was getting creative, making art, poetry, writing, DIY, anything that you can think of. Oh God, I forgot number three already. <laughs> Gemini mind alert. Um, but yeah, I'll just go in a random order. So as I just mentioned, relaxation, taking time to unwind and be more receptive, being around other feminine women and your sisters and oh i'm sure i mentioned more points but you know what i can't remember now so hopefully hopefully you remembered from listening to me i feel like i'm just channeling when i record my podcast like i don't know information just flows through me and when i channel it's kind of hard to remember the information if you've also channeled you'll probably know what i meant what i mean oh and i also remembered another point yeah so yeah, the art of ritual, creating maybe an altar space, place of worship, setting your intentions and just really working with your manifestation powers. So yeah, I think that wraps up my Shakti energy points. And to finish off, I just want to mention that have the intention that I will be bringing men onto the podcast and maybe I mentioned this on one of my previous episodes already but yeah I'm really serious about it I just I changed the introduction to the podcast if you notice from inspiring women to inspiring humans as yeah I've I've been meeting so many incredible men who are really living their dharma who are doing amazing amazing things and i just think it's really important that they also have a voice to and somewhere to express themselves and to inspire others so i'm hoping to line up my first male interview soon i have a very 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 exciting guest on next week and it's been a huge 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 manifestation of mine to have this guest on 
So I'm really, really excited to bring that interview and guest to you. And yeah, just a few more points. I guess I'll mention this weekend, I'm hosting my yoga and craft retreat with my friend Jackie. Jackie and I did an interview together about authenticity, creative nights, and conscious social media. So I can definitely recommend to check out that episode because it's so beautiful. And I just love all of the wisdom that Jackie had to share. So yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to our retreat. I'm so excited. It's going to be the first weekend retreat I've done. I usually just hold week-long retreats. Um, so it'll be, yeah, really cool. It's for the first new moon of 2020. So on the 24th of January it starts. And this is the new moon in Aquarius. My ascendant is in Aquarius. I think this is going to be a little bit of a big one. And yeah, I just can't wait to share with you how that whole experience went on one of my next episodes. So I think I'm going to leave it there. I hope that you took something valuable away from this episode. Thank you so much for listening and yeah, just supporting the vision that I hold with doing it for the Dharma. I'm hoping to get some interviews to you soon. I know I keep saying in other episodes, I want to get some more interviews to you. I really do. Um, but yeah, life has just been very crazy and I've been very uprooted lately. So yeah, I'm just waiting till things settle down a bit, which hopefully will be soon. It's just things are moving very, very quickly, which is beautiful. But, you know, to come back to that Shakti state, I do need rest as well. So that's one of my intentions to incorporate more rest into my my daily practice and daily life. So yeah, that's it for now. If this episode resonated with you, if you'd love to share it with a friend or a family member, I'd be so, so grateful. If you would like to like the Facebook page, Doing It For The Dharma, we're on Instagram as well. And yeah, just thank you for your presence. And I wish you a beautiful day or evening whenever you are listening to this. Before I do love you and leave you completely, or just for now at least, for anyone in Hamburg, I would love to mention that on the 2nd of February, I am starting a six-week beginner yoga course. So it may be for complete beginners, or it could be for those who already have your regular practice. However, they want some more alignment in the fundamental postures, and we'll be going over yogic philosophy, pranayama, the mudras and mantras, and all of the fun stuff. So you can take a little look on my website if you're interested in that, www.theveganyogitraveler.com. I also have a workshop coming up with Deborah from Soul Steps. So Deborah and I will be co-hosting a yoga and dance special on the full moon, which is on the 9th of February. And on the 23rd of February, I'll have my new moon circle with Mars. So Mars and I did an interview together. Uh, You can check out on the podcast list. And yeah, we spoke a lot about plant medicine as Mars is from Mexico and she's worked with a lot of these plant medicine ceremonies. And yeah, so we're going to do a workshop together. This is the one where men are also welcome to join. And it's going to be about focusing on healing the inner child. So I haven't got that on my website yet, but I plan to get it up within the next few days, hopefully. So yeah, if you're in Hamburg, be sure to come along, check out our events, and hopefully we'll see you there.